Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited about the topic today as well as my guest. So let's jump in and I will introduce my guest today is Jennifer and she is an award-winning former journalist, marketer, and storyteller who supported multi-million dollar brands for her copywriting and strategic communication needs and created for Disney. I don't know if you've heard of them, but if you haven't, Google them. Uh, Universal, their kind of competition, Warner Brothers, DreamWorks, and Illumination. She believes every person has a story that is worth sharing and especially loves helping female entrepreneurs create their brand stories to attract their ideal clients. She's a wife and mom of too. And she loves hiking, brunching, and spending time with friends and family. And I'm super excited because we are talking about this book, The 10 Stories Great Leaders Tell by Paul Smith. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here with you today and talk about this incredible book. Yes, I found this book. I don't know where I got this book and I got a hold of it. Somebody gave it to me. And I love it because it's like a really short read. You could probably read it in an hour, maybe even less actually, but it it is jam packed with goodness. Oh yeah. All the post-it notes. <laughs> Lots of tabs. <laughs> yes. And so um, I want to jump in first and have you tell us your story. How did you go from working with all those companies to what you're doing now? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, well, I want, I do want to clarify. So I've worked mm -hmm. in licensing. So writing for those companies on awesome. behalf of companies. So, um, but working for these major brands, you learn a lot, which is that they have their messaging and their stories down to the nth degree. So it's really fascinating from a brand perspective to study that. Um, I actually started my career in journalism. I've mm -hmm. always loved telling stories. I've always loved people. And so it seemed like just the natural direction to go. And it, one of my favorite things was meeting people from all different walks of life and being able to share their stories mm -hmm. out with everyone to really say, hey, this person's story is meaningful and it could impact your life or teach you something. Um, there were a lot of other things in journalism, like, I don't know, not making much money, having crazy schedules. It, it didn't work for the lifestyle I wanted to pursue. And so I made the jump to marketing and started helping companies to be able to bring their brand stories to life and, and really telling customer stories and really taking those pieces of journalism and storytelling that I absolutely loved and bringing it into more of that corporate branding perspective. Mm -hmm. So I've continued to do that and building my career. And now really I've found um, freedom to be able to help female entrepreneurs specifically to really capture what their unique story is to reach their ideal audience. And oftentimes I hear from people, I don't have a story. I don't have a unique story. Mm. You know, it's like everybody else's. And, and I absolutely do a hard stop on that one. <laughs> yeah. 
everyone has a unique story and you never know how many people you could be impacting by sharing it. So I love being able to just have conversations with people and pull those different unique nuggets out and to be able to show them, yes, you have this incredibly compelling story that you need to be putting out there and sharing. And this is what's going to help you to be able to work with the people you truly love working with. And so to me, ultimately, it's it's helping people feel seen and Mm -hmm. also in turn helping them to be able to show other people that they're seen because there's that connective quality about storytelling that's so powerful, which I know we're going to get into today. Yeah, I love it. You know, and it's interesting because I've worked with a lot of students. I used to work in higher ed and I'll tell a short story about one of my students who got her first job at a big company uh, in marketing. And um, she was in a meeting and she called me, she called me Miss Mayor, which is very weird, but that's what they called me. And she's like, Miss Mayor, get this. And they had a character like their mascot for their company. And they were going to get big money if this mascot would do some like safety briefings or something with another company. The problem is the mascot only said one word. And so she's like in this meeting and she's like, well, we're going to get this, this money if the mascot will say this. And it was like two sentences. And they're like, he doesn't talk. And she's like, well, he'll do whatever we tell him to do. And they're like, he does not talk. And so going back to like your comment about like, they know their brand, but they also know their characters and all the people that play along with them. Like I always think about Jake from State Farm and she's like, Miss Mayor, we turned down like millions of dollars because this fake thing doesn't talk. Like, well, you know, at least they're on brand. She's like, I just, it was the weirdest (laughs) meeting, Miss Mayor, the weirdest meeting. (laughs) But now she's come so far. But at that point, she was just flabbergasted that they couldn't just make that thing talk. (laughs) Yeah, that's a solid story for sure. Well, that'd be like, yeah, having some of those compelling Disney characters at the parks talk. Yeah. Really ruin a few things. (laughs) Yep, exactly. So let's talk about this book because I don't think I could find a more perfect book for a guest. And when I originally saw this book and I can't remember how we originally connected, but I was like, you need to grab this book. It it just suits you so well and everything you talk about. Mm -hmm. So tell, give us like a little summary of this book, if you were to summarize it. Absolutely. So um, author Paul Smith, he really goes through the 10 key stories that every leader needs to tell. And um, really the core of it is that a lot of these stories can translate in multiple directions, but ultimately Mm -hmm. it's about the connecting property between you and your customer or you and um, maybe your B2B that Mm -hmm. you're trying to sell to, or potentially even your team members. So really it's going through the different styles of stories that help you to connect in some very specific scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I think as a leader or an entrepreneur, we've all been in these situations. And so it's incredibly relatable. 
he really does a fantastic job of breaking even to the like at the very end of each chapter, the different tips of, you know, how you can really drill down and create your own story that aligns with that those principles. And man, it is such an easy read. To yes. Yeah. To chapters. It you're right. It is so meaty. Every page is just full of underlinable, if that's a yeah. word, uh phrases and tips. And so for me, as I was reading it along, I just couldn't help but like think, oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. This is dead on. So I personally would recommend this book to just about anyone to read. Um, I think it he really lays out some really solid foundational groundwork for people who maybe feel comfortable writing, um, yeah. but they just need some guidance. Yeah. And I think one of the cool parts about this book is you don't necessarily need to write them. You could talk them out. But True. I know that I've founded a couple organizations with a group of people and how I tell the story of our founding is different than somebody else. And what really helped was for us to collectively as a group talk about the story. And now I can tell you that we hear other people telling the story the same way that we tell the story, which is so cool to hear that. But before that, it was they would tell parts of it. They get parts of it. They didn't get the real clear message. And so what I love about this book is if you're a business or you're just creating a personal brand, you could sit down in a day and write these mess these stories out. And then when you start to work with other people, like in marketing, you could say, these are our stories and this is how we want our, our story told. And I think it's so much more powerful than just everybody have writing a different story and it speaks to the unique voice of your personal brand or your company. If you're a business. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. And what, what is actually interesting about this book that I found is that as I was looking at these stories, which I'll break that down in a minute, we'll break those down. Like, Oh, that's the story that Waz and Steve Jobs tell. Oh, that's the story that this person, they're all the same. Mm -hmm. They are mm -hmm. all the same and they have them, whether on purpose or coincidence. So it's definitely worth taking the time to write these out. So let's jump into what are the stories and I'll kind of list them and then we'll, we'll jump into them. Love it. So the first one, where we came from, that's the founding story. The second one, why we can't stay here. This is the case for change. Uh, the third, where we're going. That's a vision story. And I see so many, so many people have that story. Um, okay. How we're going to get there. The strategy story. What we believe. A corporate value story. So much better than just hanging them on the wall or posting them on the website. Uh, who we serve. A customer story. What we do for customers, a sales story, how we're different from our competitors, a marketing story, why I lead the way I do, a leadership philosophy story, and why you want to work here, a recruiting story. I've, yeah, every single one of those, every single one of those. And if you're working in, you know, a, a corporate job and you're in the marketing department, like your ears better be so perked on all of these different angles because you could help every single department in the company <laughs> with yeah. each of these stories. 
Yeah. And I think it's such a powerful message to have these all kind of worked out. I mean, everybody can tell it in their own way. You don't want robots walking around. Why you want to work here? You want to work here because, but having these core messages crafted really does, to your point, allow each different department to pick up on what are the key messages for those stories. Yeah. So and I, I just love that- it. And I think a lot of people get stuck, you know, yeah. I mean, if you talk to your sales department and they're interfacing with your B2B clients on a regular basis, maybe they haven't sat down to write these things out. And so they might fumble yeah. around trying to figure out what to say about your company, or I hate to say it, even say the wrong thing about your company. Yeah. And now you're, you've got a frontline person who, if they're not able to make that connection, you could lose mm-hmm. that business. So yeah. it's so critical for everyone to be on the same page so that you can really, truly connect and be able to keep having those like co- continual, like sort of like spider webs throughout mm-hmm. your business that all come back to kind of home base of what your core message is. Yeah. And I think it's really, really cool too, because I I mean, many people have worked for corporate or they might have these for their own business where they have a strat, a strategic plan. It's, you know, over here on the shelf and you got to dust it off or they have these values um, posted on a wall or like in the bottom of their email signature, but they don't really come to life. And so I think the author does a great job of talking about why they should be in a story format because it allows people to really connect. They're more memorable. Like, why are those your values? Why, why is this your customer story? And it makes it more timeless, he says, and then also inspirational. Like, okay, our customer values are blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, that's not a memorable sales call. <laughs> Well, and if we want to drill down further, physiologically, Mm -hmm. it creates connections. A story actually, like, basically creates our brains start like firing in the same pattern as the speakers. So you get this thing called neurocoupling going on. And so, you know, when you have this like connection going on, when you're hearing this story, it's more than just feeling connected because the story's interesting or they drew yeah. they drew you in in some way with messaging. No, there's actually a phys, like a physiological process going on when you're sharing a story. So yeah. I mean, I would argue that I mean you should be storytelling simply because you're changing the game in the level of connection you're making with a potential client just by telling a story instead of you know yeah. sharing facts or just kind of generically glossing over what you do. Yeah, and and I really think that beyond just with clients, I mean your recruiting strategy. I mean they have one for everything: your marketing story, your sales story, your customer story. It's all in there. But what's really cool is this book is a book that you should work. Like you should sit down and really think about, and they do have at the very end, they have like a, like a little chart of, you know, what's the story, what's the message, but you should really write out these stories. But once you do the work, they're kind of timeless, right? Totally agree. I think all it really is going to take, I was scribbling down some notes is, you know, you're going to have to have some personal awareness and reflection. 
Yeah. You're going to have to really have some very clear goals for yourself and for your team or your business. And like, ultimately you also need really time and margin to be able to sit down and reflect because if you're yeah. in a state of stress and craziness, your creativity is going out the window. Your brain cannot function yeah. in that space and think through something like this. So, um, what you do for your business, Sarah is like absolutely perfect for someone who's trying to prepare for this stage of the game is, you know, being able to clear the deck so that they're really prepared to have that clarity in, you know, their stories and where they're going to yeah. go with the company for their business. Yeah. And I think if you're in a bigger company or you have, you know, teammates, you could do this as a group, like totally our story, you know, why this is a great place to work. That's a great, the recruiting story. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to get feedback from others because they might come up with stuff that you don't even know is well, a great reason. Yeah. And I think an interesting exercise I've done in the past with my team is, you know, you go in cold, they don't know what the meeting's about and you give them, you know, a post-it note or a card and you say, what's our story? Or you ask them, you know, what is, you know, the message of our brand and you have them do it sort of siloed and get all the responses. And you can kind of see one, a mishmash of everybody's thoughts to see that there, you know, if there's a lack of continuity and two, also some ideas of where that messaging actually could lie. So it's a great starting point for anyone who doesn't have that story um, created and wants to do that as like a team exercise. Yeah. I think also it opens up other people's eyes. Like when they start hearing other people's reasons, I think it opens their eyes to new possibilities, especially, you know, I worked in big companies where we had operations and we had sales and we had finance and like those three areas could not be more different. And then you added the education folks and it was Uh like, what is going on in this room? But when they got together and we collaborated, people saw different things. They had a different lens. And so they were able to open maybe more of a, through a growth mindset, they were able to open their minds to, oh, that's why the salespeople are like this, or that's what they really think, which I think is cool. Well, yeah. And simultaneously, as you're sharing those stories from your group with another group, you've now created more connection, right? So that that physiological process, the emotional connection process, you feel like you know somebody a little bit more. So, I mean, what's better for your culture than that giving and sharing process of storytelling? Yeah. And I love that you said to have them go in blind because I mean, plop a strategic planning appointment on their calendar and they'd be like, I'm sick today. Oh, why are we doing this? But I love the idea of creating these stories. So Mm -hmm. if you were to pick one story in this book, what would be your most favorite to work on or the one you'd be most excited about? This is so tough. Um, I would say, I mean, my gosh, there were like probably four or five that I was like, yes, I love doing these, but you know, you're talking to someone who loves writing stories. So I would say though, the one that I love most is the customer story, because I think it tends to be um, two things to people. One, it tends to be surprising 
for yeah. a lot of internal people who maybe thought one way their customer was interested in um, their product or service because of XYZ um, versus, you know, when you finally get to the heart of their story and they share their story, they say, oh no, this is the real reason, which I think Paul gave a great yeah. example of that, um, mm-hmm. where I think it was, uh, you know, feminine products that this company yep selling and found this older woman who said, oh yeah, I buy these. And they're looking at her going like, you don't have much money. Why are you spending money on these disposable products when your daughter could continue wearing these, you know, using cloth and going to school. And she said, my daughter is more comfortable in this disposable brand. So I'll spend the money for it. And if she stays in school, that means she has a better life. And I mean, when you hear a customer story or mm-hmm. testimonial, automatically that is highly trustworthy for people. I yeah. think that a company can say what they love, what they believe, what they think until they're blue in the face. But having a customer stand up and say, this is why I love this company. This is what they've done for me. This is how this product has changed my life. Yeah is the really where the impact is when it comes to your product. Sorry, I'm already getting yeah. goosebumps because like this is obviously like, <laughs> like getting jazzed about this particular story. So those yeah. intimate portraits are, I feel like really that glue for creating connection between you and a potential customer because they can see themselves in that customer yeah. uh, story that they read. And that is far more compelling than facts and figures. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love about this book, which you alluded to, is that each chapter has an example story. So if you're like, I don't even know how to write our customer story, (laughs) Uh there's an example. But at the back of the chapter, it gives you the tips or steps. And so one of the things that I love about this book is it does really suggest that you get out of whatever area you're in, um, whether it be sales or not. Um, And this one in particular talks about getting on a sales call with the sales team. And I think about large teams that I've managed and I don't think some of the people in the other departments understood what those calls were all about, which were very inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, Tag along with the research department on a customer visit. uh, Shop a shopper in the aisle if you're like a product business, like a grocery store. and stop them when you see them buying your product. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do, make it happen. I love that too. He's like, whatever. And then get back and write your story and ask other leaders about personal experiences with customers and consumers. Yeah. Somebody has a great story to tell. Well, I and love the, other, the other flip side to this that he didn't even talk about is the sticky nature you're creating, the retention yeah you actually create by reaching back out to those existing customers and asking them to share their story because now they feel seen now they want to share and now they feel like wow this company actually cares about me about me because ultimately yes you're getting their feedback but that feedback could you know go towards improving customer service improving the quality of the product understanding that where they might need to go for a complimentary product so 
right there. I mean, whether it's with research and development or your own, I mean, cold calling, grabbing a list of your customer list of recent purchasers and just picking up the phone and calling, you're creating potential retention for your company because now somebody says, wow, like they took the time to ask me what I thought. I mean, I don't know if the last time, like somebody from a toothpaste company called me after I bought the toothpaste (laughs) at the grocery store, but if they did, I might feel pretty flattered and be like a, you know, a customer for life. Yeah. And, you know, people will say, oh, you got to get testimonials. And it's like such a blah way of saying, I need people's picture on a website with a quote. Like it's really about gathering their stories. And I love what you talked about creating that brand loyalty, basically, when you do reach out and and really pick their brains on that. And depending on how big you are or small you are, I mean, you might be able to cover a lot of ground when you're crafting these stories to get that feedback. But what is interesting about this story in particular is that they tell one story, but you can tell that the way the story is written, there are threads that connect that story to the the listener or reader, like purposeful threads that are done in the way that the story is written. And that I think is the power of prepping these stories rather than just off the cuff coming up with a story. Well, absolutely. And I think it it really does, you know, start with what are your values as a company? What is it important for you to be able to connect with your customer and how you're serving them? And so when you do have these conversations, you're going to have the light bulb moment of like, yep, that's this core value. Yep. Yep. This is exactly the kind of, you know, direction we want to share because it's, it's again, promoting what's important to you as a company. So definitely an important step to really consider that even ahead of having these conversations. Not that that needs to stop you, because sometimes if you don't have the core values figured out, just Mm -hmm. talking to your customers and getting from them what they love about the product or service that you're providing to them will give you a clue of what those core values or key selling points are to your ideal customer. So, you know, you can reverse engineer it if you need to, too. Yeah. And I think it also attaches you back to your why, you know, many women entrepreneurs that we work with, they left their company or their corporate job for freedom. And I don't know about you, but I've worked with a lot of women who then have built a business that gives them absolutely no freedom. They're falling asleep (laughs) with the laptop in their beds. Uh And so I think by having these stories and really crafting these stories, it can reground you on your why. Absolutely. It's definitely a a big wake up call for some people. (laughs) Yep. Now the author does have some suggestions about how to go forward and uh, create these stories. But one of the things he talks about are eight questions that you should do. You should ask yourself when crafting each story. So I'm going to read them and then we're going to kind of talk about them. And the question is, The questions are, why should your audience listen to this story? Where and when did the story take place? Who is the main character and what did that person want? What is the problem or opportunity the main character ran into? What did he or she do about it? How did it turn out at the end? What did you learn from it? 
And finally, what do you think your audience should do now that they've heard it? Mm-hmm. I love this. This is like gold right here. How to write a story 101. <laughs> Absolutely. I think any of us, if we think back to our elementary school, you know, English classes, we probably were taught, you know, the introduction, you know, or exposition, the climax, and then the resolution. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Still, you're always thinking about what is that pivotal point of change for the story I'm about to tell? You know, what was the thing that really created the the reason for even going on the journey in the first place? And then what did we come out of it with? What was that yeah. takeaway at the end of the story? Yeah. So it's like basically the framework for each of these stories. Mm-hmm. So I just love it. Um, so if you if you were to work with somebody who's like, I want to write my 10 stories, what would you, how would you suggest they start? I think really start the way that we were kind of talking about this, you know, look through the different stories. And is there one that really sticks out to you that goes like, oh, easy. I know exactly what to say for this one and really get the ball rolling there. I think sometimes you have to go, oh, wow. Okay. I have all of these opportunities for these stories. Like where can I kind of eat the frog, right? Where can I jump in and just get started? And I think just sitting down and just like in a quiet space, free forming, like whatever those reflections are for that story. And I think that just really kind of gets that process going. And I think in some cases, you know, maybe not all of them will be applicable in that moment for you, but if you can yeah. start with the ones that really like speak to you, that, you know, you've got something that's a great starting point. Yeah. And he refers to it as like a story document. Mm-hmm. And I love that part because I think there are 10 stories, but some of them lead themselves to like story 7A, 7B, yeah. you know, like okay. especially the customer stories, like there mm-hmm. may be multiple to pick from if you're working with a different customer. Obviously, your founding story, there probably should only be one, not like flat five different versions, yeah. but you never know. Um, but I love the idea of this story document that you can then give to teams and and people, but also sharing that widely. Like I think about the Steve Jobs and the Wazes of the world, like every time they talked about Apple, it was always a very similar story, yet they still were very captivating. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I think about one of the stories is about like your leadership philosophy, um, which one that was number chapter nine, I think the ninth story. And oftentimes, you know, I mean, obviously the leader philosophy and story supports and upholds the core values of your company or business and what you're doing, you know, and I think oftentimes you know, we might personally have our own core values and we haven't necessarily sat down and really written out like, oh, this is why this is important to me. So it's like, for me, it's like, I know, you know, reliability is a a super strong core value for me. So when I'm telling stories and I'm working with clients, of course, I'm going to share stories about, you know, like I grew up with military parents. And for Uh me, being reliable, being on time, following through is an absolute non-negotiable. And so I just want to let you know that, you know, if anything, you're going to get more communication from me because I want you to know that you can trust me and I will follow through and I will support, you know, your project. And then I might share 
personal story if I need to, you know, but really, I think it's that you have to kind of already know yourself and have that personal reflection and how it supports then how you manage your business and make those decisions so yeah. that you can share those, per, those stories of where you came through and where your reliability really showed up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as we mentioned, this is a book you could read in probably an hour to maybe, but how much time do you think it would take to actually write all 10 of these stories? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on if you're trying to write it, you know, fully out to be something that you're publishing out on your website or, you know, you're yeah. really putting together that clear documentation for your team members. But, you know, I think it's something that you could easily say, whether it's you want to take one a day and really flow it out, or you want to yeah. take a week if you have more time. And then from there, um, take the core of the messaging that you've written for those stories yeah. and either bounce it off of someone um, and then sharpen up from there. But I mean, it really, depending on your process, you could really bang it out in, you know, no time yeah. at all, honestly. Yeah. And I think the key message too, is you don't have to start from scratch. You already have a founding story. It's Absolutely. just putting it in the story format. You already have, whether you like it or not, a customer story, mm -hmm. you already have a, why somebody should work for you or why not. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about crafting the messages in that story format. And yeah. the author really talks about why the story, and you talked about this too, Jennifer, is that connection that is made when you tell stories. If I just read my mission statement, all I hear is Charlie Brown's teacher's voice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, I think you have to really start from what is the problem that you're trying yeah. to solve? I think sometimes that can be a great starting point, whatever the type of story is, if you're having a hard time getting traction. So if you can start from what is the pain point for my customer that I'm trying to solve, or what was that thing that got me started into this business because I saw that no one was doing this, or I yeah. knew that this was a passion point for me. And I think when you start thinking in that direction, everything will just naturally outflow. So yeah. sometimes it's just for a starting point when you're trying to get this together. It's just coming down to how am I helping or serving my customer? What was that problem yeah. I'm trying to solve? You know, or what was that thing that inspired me to get into action or yep. decide this was my core value? Um, yep. You know, recently I was uh, around an incredible leader and um, I heard a stat that was so fascinating. And this is one of those things that I feel like he needs to have this leadership philosophy story written out. Um, I heard a stat that in all the companies he's been a part of, and he's been a part of, I mean, global multi-billion dollar companies, he's never done a layoff of his staff. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, he, he spoke to the fact that he's extremely conservative with their, their budgets and spending for that reason, because he believes that people are the most valuable asset of the company. What and a I great story. If yeah. that is your core value and now you can support I mean, statistically, but then also through different stories of, you know, we went through a horrible recession where companies were laying people off left and right. And my core value was, no, we need to retain our good people who have stuck by us. And here's what I did creatively mm -hmm. to make that happen. 
that's the kind of story that is going to help somebody weather this storm, no matter what challenges or friction they're encountering in a company or a business at a difficult time, they're going to say, I'm going to stick by this person because not only have they, you know, had this core value, but they have evidence to support that from the past and they've shared something personal with me. And so now you have this connection that my gosh is going to create this strength in your team and unity in your team that, I mean, people will run through a brick wall for that kind of leadership. Right. Well, and I think the tie is so strong. You know, this is why we run a very conservative budget. This is why you can't just go online and buy thousands of dollars of office depot products, you know, like all this stuff. And I think it really draws those threads for people as to why maybe some of the policy is what it is or the way the leaders act. But because as an employee, you value being a part of a company that they're not, they're going to do whatever they can not to lay you off. Mm -hmm. You're probably okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So great example, I think, of a leadership philosophy story. And there's another great one in the book, I felt, but um, but I had to had to share that as I was reflecting on that particular story. I thought, oh my goodness, like this is yeah. exactly how you can utilize this from a business perspective when you're having your, you know, all company meeting or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's that concern in your company. Well, you need to share a story of some kind to be able yeah. to connect with people who are in an emotional state in their brain. And now we're going to create a connection with the person so that then hopefully they're in tune with you with that, you know, neuron yeah. coupling that we talked about. And they're more open to listening to what you're saying. So, you know, facts and figures will only go so far. But if you can make that emotional connection with your team, mm-hmm. That's where like the care and connection will just like keep that again, retention, unity, culture, true, healthy culture going. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love this conversation. I feel like I could talk about this all day and you truly were the perfect guest for this topic. Um, I just love this book and I love, I love the idea of doing the work on this. I think taking the time and blocking it off on your calendar is absolutely worth it because it will transform not only how you're doing business, but also could transform your personal brand, which I know we touched a little bit on that, but is so important these days. So completely agree. I could totally see, um, I do this with my team all the time. It's like, you know, buying everyone a book, and really yeah. having designated time every single week or every few weeks to just take a chapter at a time and maybe even yeah. workshop it out so yeah. that, you know, and even taking it to the level of leadership of saying, okay, now what are those stories in each department? There's there's so much you could do with this great book. And it's such an easy read that it wouldn't take people a lot of time outside of normal business activities yeah. to really talk through. Exactly. Well, if you have really enjoyed this book and this conversation with Jennifer, please check it out. And Jennifer, if somebody wanted to work with you, how could they get in touch? And then what could they maybe expect? 
Thanks. Uh, so jenniferpinner.com is my website, P-I-N-N-E-R. It's like winner with a P. Um, so you can find me there and uh, send me a, a little message. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram. That's probably my most active platform. I'm at hey, H-E-Y-J-P-I-N, hey, J-Pin. Um, kind of little office nickname that I came by. So um, for me, like I said, I love helping female entrepreneurs to develop their story. So I would love to, to work with you if that's something that you're maybe having a hard time getting down to what is your unique story so you can reach your ideal client. I've helped a lot of people in different industries from uh, physical therapists to um, actual uh, psychology therapists to um, oh my goodness, speakers and um, just a whole plethora of, of female entrepreneurs to be able to really drill down into their core message and in their voice. Uh, mm -hmm. This is not about me just writing some fluffy language. That's like the word I hear all the time is, can you just like add some fluff to this? Add some and, keywords. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is about me listening to their unique voice and then translating it into a story that connects so at any point when you're having a conversation with somebody after they've reached out to you, it sounds like you because it yeah. should sound like you. So, um, so for me, that's my passion is being able to really take those unique things, pull it together, help with about me pages, help me with, um, you know, maybe like that short bio that you've been trying to pull together yeah. for your podcast interviews. Forever. <laughs> yes. Or your social media. I mean, getting it down to those like, you know, short yeah. little snippets. So I would say that's like my particular passion to be able to help people to, to find that unique story. And then of course I help with lots of copywriting needs. So um, I yeah, love it. everybody's welcome to reach out anytime. I'm always happy to have a conversation too. Awesome. I love it. And we'll link all that in the show notes for you guys listening. And then I always like to ask our book episode people, what is the book, the other books that you are reading? Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Now I'm like, I need to like, um, so for me right now, it's Ed Milet's, um, what is it? Power of one more. One. Yeah. Um, power of one. I am absolutely loving that book for that read. I'm also reading, um, uh, Bono's recent memoir. Uh, for me, cool. I couldn't be a storyteller without also reading, listening to other people's yeah. stories. Uh, I find again people fascinating. So, uh, so that's that's very indicative who who I am. I've got a personal development book, and then I have a memoir. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually the same. So uh, we read The Power of One More by Ed Milet ooh, in book club probably September a while ago. It was really good. It was a great discussion. People loved that book. So I hope you'll enjoy that. Um, I am reading, what is the name of this book? Hold on. I'm going to look because it's over here. I do the same. I read two books at the same time. So yes. I'm reading Troubled Blood by Ooh. Robert Galbraith. This is this is basically JK Rowling, just so you know, that's her yes. pseudo name. And you could tell just by the size of this book yes. that it's one of her books. <laughs> Ooh, so. I'm going to have to pick your brain offline on that one. Cause we have, we're definitely Potterheads here in this family. And I was not aware of that. Yeah. So this is like a five, I think this is book five. There's six book series. It's a crime okay. series. Um, interesting story. She wrote the first couple 
under this name, Robert, and then um, somebody outed her. So there's like a whole thing about that. There's a whole story behind that. Um, I love that they're so sneaky with these pseudonyms, you know, I mean, like even Taylor Swift, when she was, she co-wrote some songs that she like appeared in as a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now everybody knows um, book five. And then uh, book club is reading Relentless by Tim uh, Grover. This book is really interesting. He's a personal train. He he still is. I was going to say was, but he's a personal trainer to people like Michael Jordan. He was a personal oh. trainer to Kobe Bryant. Um, and I mean, he's been amazing, but he's got some really awesome, not only he does a lot of physical training, but he does a lot of mindset work. Oh, absolutely. You need yeah. to have that like tenacious mindset to keep going through. I mean, to get to that level of performance, right? What a great yeah. book. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. So, and this next. one's a short read too, because I know mm-hmm. some people are like, there's no way I'm reading that book. <laughs> Well, and, you know, I don't know, depending on how you feel about this, but, you know, sometimes just doing an audible audio book, if you have a long commute or you want to walking for an hour, my gosh, is just life-changing too. Oftentimes all this is probably awful, but I'll get the audio book and the actual book. So I have both to be able to play with depending on what I really want or need. So, well, in this book, (laughs) true blood, um, is one of those books, like, just like the Potter books, it's jam packed with details. Mm-hmm. And I tend to read for pleasure at night. So sometimes I fall asleep. And one of the books, I think it was book three at the end, I still didn't understand who did the crime. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I must have missed. And I did. <laughs> I missed something. So there, there's movies out too. On this one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> on I'm excited so about that. that one I had to go back and I was like, I have got, to, I miss. And I figured out I missed like five pages. I must have fallen asleep and then the book closed or whatnot. But oh, anyway, I was like, I still don't know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, I just love books and it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. So everybody go check out uh, Jennifer's page and social media, get the book and really start to craft your stories because it'll save you time in the future. I don't know about you, but every time I sit down to write something, it's like that blank page. So really doing the work up front will save you time. And thank you, Jennifer, so much for being on the show. You were awesome. This I could not have picked a more perfect book for you. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's really been a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you for what you're doing to support leaders and helping them with some very core needs out there. Um, and I think anytime we can be challenged to read a new book that you know changes our thinking or helps us to go another level, we are better for it. So appreciate what you're doing out there too. Oh, thanks. All right, Bold Goal Crushers, it's time to get out there and crush your goals because you can crush your goals and everything that gets in the way without working double time. So get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.